0: Loud podcast, it is your host Boogie the Beast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in on Apple Podcasts or on SoundCloud or on Google, YouTube. Soon to come, I am sitting in front of a very, 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 very important guest, and all my guests are important. But she drove up to do this interview, and uh, I was like, Hey, let's get it going. And it's raining, and it's raining, and nonetheless, I found parking in downtown LA. So, without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to a young woman from South Carolina, Beaufort, South Carolina. Let me get that correct. Um, 24 years old, getting ready to be 25, coming on to her quarter life year, doing great things in a sport that we don't really recognize as much in America yet. And I'm going to let her get to that. But without further ado, Miss Naya on On fire. How you doing?
1: I'm doing good. How
0: you doing? Doing well. First and foremost, thank you so much once again. She literally drove from San Diego to LA to do a few other things, but one of her main reasons was to be on this podcast. Biggie. And so I had to do it. I drove only five miles, but it took me 40 <laughs> minutes. Um, but yeah, nonetheless, how you doing this evening? You know, uh, you're on your kind of a break or mid-season. Mini vacation. Mini vacation. Yeah, for our second preseason starts. All right. So let's go backwards a little bit, kind of with the introduction before we get into your sport and, uh, you know, what basically you represent. Okay. Um, where are you from? Born. Let's start there. because <laughs> we started talking about this. Where are you born? So
1: I was born in Beaufort, South Carolina. Beaufort? Beaufort. <laughs>
0: and then you moved from there? Yes, yeah, so I
1: lived there for about two weeks. Oh, wow. And then, yeah, my dad was in the military. So as soon as I was born, we moved to Colleen, Texas. mm so we He's lived, in the army. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we lived there for a couple years, and then we moved to Syracuse, New York. Whew. Very cold. Bet. I bet. Lots of snow. So then we lived there for a couple more years, then we moved to Columbus, Georgia. Okay. So you came back? Yeah. We're okay. all over the place. So we moved to Columbus, <laughs> Georgia, and then um, my parents ended up getting a divorce, so then my mom took us to Charlotte, North Carolina, and that's where I spent majority of my life. That's where I claim to be raised.
0: Okay, yeah. so born Beaufort and then moved around, raised in North Carolina. Charlotte, North Carolina. Now, what year or how old were you when <laughs> Charlotte became your your raising stomping ground? Uh, about thirteen years old. Okay, so right in high school.
1: Yeah. Well, middle school.
0: Middle school. Yeah. So like eighth grade. Public math is stressful. Yep. Yeah. What was it like, um, kind of bouncing around and trying to like keep friends, or have you always just been distant from making friends? I have lots of best friends now or back then. I from where I've
1: lived in um, Columbus, Georgia to living in Charlotte. Like I've gained a lot of best friends throughout that time. So moving around a lot, I had to make a lot of friends Mm -hmm. every time I moved somewhere, and it was pretty easy for me because. I like to be around people. I like to have friends. So then um, now I have about 10 best friends. So it's going to be very hard to choose my bridesmaids. Ooh. Because they're already
0: fighting Ooh, Ooh. We'll get to that in a little <laughs> bit. So going into high school, yeah. um, were you growing up, were you into sports at the time? Or was it kind of just like, you know, I think I might be kind of good at this and you kind of just picked and choose or how did that go about so
1: i started running track in seventh grade okay and i was like the best 400 meter runner like what do you, you mean be the best Like the
0: the in, the, the, nation? School. Okay, in I, the school that i can't remember
1: <laughs> that was good because it yeah. was a lot of good athletes over there in georgia mm-hmm. so then um when i went to high school in charlotte I kind of forgot about track, and I went to try out for the cheerleading team. Okay. And it was like a majority black school, and I did not make the cheerleading team. <laughs> so, because I didn't make the cheerleading team, I was like, okay, I'm going to go try I'm out gonna for track I'm going to stick to my roots build. again. Okay. So, I stuck with that and had a really good career in high school, all American, all state, all nationals, and some relay, so. Damn. And
0: so that was only the 400 or did you like adventure off the sprint? Like
1: I feel like. Yeah, I definitely went back down the ladder. So I started running the 55 meter, 100, 200 and did a little
0: bit of shot put. (sighs) So coming out of high school with, you know, something like that and just being able to, you know, it sounds like you're very well rounded when it comes to the group of friends or the. I guess you could say the circles you associate yourself with. Mm-hmm. Um, when you started to get scholarships for track and field, uh, like where where was your I want to go there?
1: If you um, remember that one, so like I wasn't getting any big scholarships, but if I did go to a big school, I could have walked on. Mm-hmm. But going into college, I wasn't planning on playing any sports because I was kind of over track and field mm. and just wanted to focus on academics and enjoy college because. Even though high school was, like, some of my best four years, it was because of the group I had around me um, track-wise. But I really didn't get to experience, like, prom and things like that. Like, the only one oh, yeah. year I went was with my best friend. And it was like, we had to sprint. We had to sprint back in the car back from the state track meet
0: just to make it. So, But did you make it? Yeah, we made it. Hey, <laughs> that's all that matters. <laughs> my coach made sure we made it. That's awesome. And that was after you won, a, a like, the state championship, too, wasn't it? couple i think two or three events so it was okay <laughs> it was that's a insane. great way to celebrate i guess yeah so going in from high school into college mm-hmm. you attended um oh no 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 don't tell me you're a tar hill
1: yes yes <laughs> uh, but i just forget how. it's unc chapel hill
0: there you go chapel hill yeah. so you went in uh what made you decide on chapel hill like was it just because it was hometown like um, being in North Carolina, that was the best school to go to. I mean, there's Duke,
1: but no, no, no. No. no, no. <laughs> I didn't even know about Duke. All I knew about Whoa. was the And I was like, okay, that's the best school. Academically, that's where I went to okay. go. Okay. So I was very
0: competitive, not just in sports, but academics, too. Okay. And so, speaking of, obviously, one of the main reasons I would say you're on this is because of one of the hobbies uh, that became uh, pretty much a passion or your profession, mm-hmm. uh, you walked on to a, an intramural sport? A club team. A club team. Yeah. You care to share You know that story? I, I kind of want her to share. That's really cool. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. That's why.
1: Um, so I basically, I heard about rugby from high school. So then when I got to college, wasn't really thinking about it. But in, in the quad, they have tons of boots and things like that. And I seen the women's rugby team. So I decided to go check that out and ended up going to the camp. And it's honestly not very hard to get selected to a club team. So I tried out and I made it <laughs>
0: by the grace of God. But you were a piece of it. Now, <laughs> yeah. I remember in a few interviews, as I did my research, you once said that your dream was to be the first woman in the NFL, yeah. like hitting people. Mm-hmm. So was this like, a, like a, I guess, an alternative route of like, oh, this still gives me the opportunity to hit people? Or was it just, you know, I kind of wanted to grow another group of friends while going to school when it was still club? It was kind of like a
1: light bulb and just another
0: way for me to stay active because
1: even though I did work out outside of sports, like I left sports thinking I was ready to be done, but mm-hmm. I realized that I wasn't. So that was my outlet for it rather than looking into a track and field. So I just
0: used it for that. So you became, like, like how, like, this is the hardest thing for me, right? So I know there's, like, video games for rugby and, like, watching rugby. Mm-hmm. How long did it take you to learn I, the rules of rugby? I still don't know. <laughs> it's hard when, like, your main job is to catch the ball and run. You don't feel
1: the need to really learn. But I, I'm learning as I go. And, okay. like, so are my fans and my family and things like that. But I definitely couldn't be a ref. Or a coach right now, because
0: like I was, I was going. Like I said, I did research, and I was like, "There's got to be similarities and like things like that." So like, like you said, going from a club team, when did it become? Like, it, was it a club team, and then you ended up later joining the school team, or did you? Can you care to share that timeline? Yeah. So the school didn't have like a
1: varsity team yet. Got there it. wasn't that many varsity programs in the U.S. because rugby's not that big in the U.S. So it was just a lot of club teams. Mm. So, luckily, my coach was affiliated with the USA Rugby team because he used to do video analyzing for them. Hmm. So, he recommended me to the head coach, Rick Suggett, at um, USA Rugby, and they ended up inviting me two months after I had started playing. So, I wasn't... Two months
0: into a new sport, and you got invited to USA Rugby.
1: Yeah, but I wasn't skillfully <laughs> there. But Catch the ball and run. Exactly. <laughs> so I was good, really good at that. So okay. um, I decided to go out there and miss my first Thanksgiving to come out to Cali and try out for the team. And that was in San Diego, or was it? That... Yeah, okay. in Chula Vista. Okay. Oh, yeah. So okay. at the same Duh. time, yeah. Oh,
0: awesome. Yeah, well, so... not awesome you missed Thanksgiving, but awesome at the same time. <laughs> so now, you know, speaking of that, and then we're going back a little bit forward. Now you have been honestly mentioned, in I saw accolades or, like, things such as, you know, like, the all, help me, all Women's World Cup, uh, like, all-star team. like team. Yes, the dream team. <laughs> like, you know, to go from... Going from track and field to, well, I've only heard about rugby and, you know, joining a club mm-hmm. and then being invited two months later into USAs and then playing, we'll get into it also with this, but playing sevens and playing fifteens in the same year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, and I'm, I didn't do all my research, but did you end up passing the record for most truck? Yeah. Congratulations on that. <laughs> um, like, what is it, how, mindfully, like, your mindset, like, how or when did you know you were like, I can be really good at this? Um, <clears throat> I want to say my first
1: real stop that I went on in Sydney. Okay. That was, like, the first time I actually started and I had a chance to, like, showcase what I was capable of. And I even showed myself some stuff that I didn't know. But um, that tournament, I just
0: literally went ham and that was your that was a seven on sevens right yeah so you graduated and then turned professional or you were professional during college
1: professional during my last semester okay
0: so what year is that 2016 okay so 2016 into it beast mode go to australia ball out and now you're at this point where what two years later you know you're coming up on your first olympics yeah how do you feel about that now?
1: I'm very excited,
0: <laughs> mm. um, especially because I know I
1: have a high chance of going as long as I can stay healthy and um, continue to train and play how I have been. So, like, to be able to to realize how close that goal is because it's only more, a little more than a year away, pretty
0: exciting. What is the what was the most exciting part of doing something like rugby, like? Is it the hitting because you've always wanted to, uh-huh. or is it the like we just talked about catching and running, like the speed, you know, getting past women, like really putting on for your team? Is it representing the country? What what's the aspect to you that when you look back, you'll remember or love the most? I think just um, being able to be
1: showcased for the world to see a sport that they don't normally see, and not specifically. The world but like people from my community Mm. because a lot of people don't know like the type of opportunity that this sport has given me they don't know this sport so I think I just opened up their world to a whole nother world that I didn't even know but now I do and now I could share that so I think that's my favorite part about it
0: do you have any brothers or sisters yeah I have a lot (laughs) okay well I I was just gonna ask when you first told your mom Uh um you know like hey mom I'm I'm playing rugby now like and one of the first times she was able to come see you was San Francisco this year. Um, was that? Vegas, Vegas and then San Francisco. And then San Francisco. So first question is when you first like told your mom, like, hey, I'm going out to play rugby. Like, was she receptive of it or was she like, hell no. She was all about it. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's
1: what's up. Especially because I think I kind of already started playing before she even knew. So then, like, I told her hey, I'm playing this new sport and I'm pretty good. So she was like 100% in support. <laughs> hey, I'm pretty sports. good at this new sport, so
0: uh, I'm going to keep going. You like it, <laughs> basically. And then when she was able to actually come see you, and you know, because a lot of, like you said, um, a lot of the tournaments or a lot of the games, a lot of the events that go on for it are overseas. What was it like to be on home turf and like really put on, not only for your family to see, but like mm-hmm. for America to see, Like this is what we were able to do as USA women Rugby. I mean,
1: um, traveling overseas and playing, it's great because you get to experience a different environment, different culture, but the crowd isn't as representative as of where you come from. Mm. So being able to play... In Not League. as many black people.
0: <laughs> being able to it's funny to Not even, because I <laughs> wasn't that much in San Francisco. Oh uh, yeah, too sure.
1: Yeah, so um, being able to play there and like have people who actually know you and like... Um, are from where you from, and can relate to you, and then you have your mom and your sister in the stands. Like nothing really beats that. Except, Did you cry? Um, no. Uh, do you cry often,
0: or <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you don't? Cry. I feel like every now and then. I'm know. a very
1: emotional person.
0: Well you know, we're gonna second part. We're gonna get to that. <laughs> but it's just I don't like just talking through just through a lot of this. Like when you got hit for the first time, were you like, "Oh shit!" Like when you went professional and like uh-huh. you were really going against like. One of the harder teams that I know of in men's is uh, the black ferns, black feathers, yeah. black ferns, black ferns. Yeah. So, like, is the women's team equally just as crazy? Like, or is there a team out there that's like, Phew.
1: Um Yes. But I think, like, every country, every team has their specific player. You're like, OK, that's the fast girl. That's the big hitter girl. That's
0: the kicker. Like, certain things, you know. So, like. Do you remember your first time you just got popped and you were like, whoa? This is me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the first time that I actually remember was in San Francisco. We were playing Australia. first time I remember?
0: The first remember, time you remember, my bad. I, yeah. Yes.
1: was in San Francisco. We were playing Australia. And Elliot Green just... And she's for G, and so that's in their blood. Like, they're rough. <laughs> and she rocked me and i hit the ground and i literally just sat there for a second and had to remember okay this is seven there's no pausing i gotta get back up and keep playing but i definitely hurt my wrist that game because of that hit but that was like the first time i was like dang like am i allowed to curse
0: yeah okay let's just say damn i really got hit hard yeah
1: yeah that was the first time but it, it hasn't been that many times maybe two or three Which is nice because that means I'm fast enough. I was going to say,
0: you know, you obviously have racked up quite a lot of uh, career statistics. Um, You know, it's crazy. I couldn't find a lot of them on the internet either, which Mm -hmm. is I'm kind of upset about. But so break down just a few things that you've been able to do now that you're a professional. We'll say from, yeah, we'll say in sevens. So sevens means seven on seven, Mm -hmm. and there's 15s, which is 15 on 15s, -hmm. just for everybody who doesn't. Um, Some of the records that you hold now, or some of the records that you're, Pretty close in pursuit to. You care to share a few? This is like, um, toot that horn. Like, what does your resume look like? <laughs> Let's see. The
1: only thing I can really think of is just being the all time top try score for USA right now. So um, I'm pretty far away from reaching like top try score over all the teams. Mm-hmm. But. Um...
0: So with tries, that means. Uh, like in comparison to football, most touchdowns. Yeah. Okay, and that's when you run in and that's put the cool. ball in as close as you can to the middle, so then you can kick a straight field goal rather than a crooked one. Yeah. Now, do you have to kick two if you're okay? So there's always the kick. No. <laughs> hey, I, like I and said, they I joke, try. and they're like, "You should kick
1: your own conversion." I'm like, "Unless you want them points, you better you better kick <laughs> <laughs> it because I
0: can't Jesus. promise you anything." Oh man, that's awesome. Yeah. Would it like? Have you had um, previous, like, um, players or coaches from women's USA or just men's USA, you know, like, when you go out to these events and stuff like that, now that they're starting to, like, see you and, like, you've obviously throughout the years and you're still growing with, like, Mm -hmm. learning and learning the rules and learning the history and all that stuff, like, how how much of an accomplishment is it when people come out to you and, like, you're doing really well for us, like, thank you, Mm -hmm. like, old players and stuff like that?
1: Um... It's pretty nice, because I know how much they've worked to allow me to be where I'm at with the program and things like that. Um, Like, specifically Vix, she was one of the best swings before I came, and she was the top track scorer, and that was the one who I passed. Hmm. So, like, she did a little video on Instagram, and that was really nice, because I didn't get to spend much time with her playing, um, because I wasn't as good then, so... Just in that type of environment. Some of the interactions are different based on the type of player you are. Okay. So to like get that recognition from her was really nice. That's it right. was reassuring for sure. That's what sucks. Mm-hmm.
0: You are tuned into
1: the Say It Loud podcast. Say it
0: loud. Say it
1: loud. Say it loud. It's funny. It's deep. Say it loud. And you're going to leave more wise than you were when you got there. there.
0: <laughs> Man, we are back. I wanted to give that little awkward pause. Once again, it is Say It Loud podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are here with Naya on fire. (laughs) Um, But we wanted to – this part, I kind of wanted to take it away from the sports and the accolades and really go back to what it's about and that's being not only human but an African-American woman Mm -hmm. in a professional setting. So off the field, um, you know, like what keeps you at peace? Like I know, you know, you're always either in the gym or, you know, you're you're stretching or you're working out. But then you also have a lot of fun time with, like you said, your friends. So yeah. What keeps you at peace when you're not on the field, like, giving it your all? Hmm. Um, so, first of all,
1: I like to just be in my room by myself. So, like, most of the day from about 7 a.m. to 5 p.m., I'm surrounded by people the entire time. So, being able to go home and get away from all that is really nice for me. Yeah. Um, during that time, I like to watch The Office over really? and over and over again. Wow. I've been watching it since college. And I've finished, <laughs> finished all the seasons, but I just can't stop watching
0: it. So you're it. just addicted to The Office. Man. I really It's am. your therapy.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, it makes me laugh every single time. You're good. It makes me laugh every single time, and I just like laughing. That puts me in a good mood. But um, on the more energetic side, I love to go out. I love to go out dancing. Um, in San Diego, they have like an R&B night on Thursdays. Yeah. So I love to go to that because I'm all about music. Um, I also like to eat. Okay.
0: Do you like to That's cook as much as you like to eat, or do you no. eat? Okay. I like to cook, but like. You rather just have. They it.
1: provide FIFA free food, so it's easier. What a life! <laughs> what a life! It's easier to like not cook, and mm-hmm. if I'm hungry, then I just get fast food or chicken wings, something like that. Um, I love to dance at the club. At the club? At the (laughs) club. Um, love day partying at the beach. PB's where it's at for that. And then downtown for the club. Shout out to PB Shore
0: Club. (laughs) Oh man, many nights, open bar. Good times. All those places. Um, when it comes to, you know, not only just your personal time and by yourself, when it comes to like dating, right? Mm -hmm. Um, just to break it down for us a little bit, um, like how is that? Like how do you like to approach dating? Being that you're either, like you just said, you're either training from seven to five, and yeah. then you're like, my personal time is my personal time now. Um, like how do you approach that situation, or do you have anything? You don't have to say his name if he's out there if he's listening, yeah. but uh, you know how how did you approach it, or how do you like to approach?
1: It? Um. So. There's kind of an easy route and a hard route. So the easy route is to kind of date, like your dating pool would be the people around you. And basically, that's all the athletes at the training center. So you can choose your pickings from there. It's easier, um, especially in the aspect where they understand the athlete life. So with traveling and things like that and not being able to see them relationship-wise, they understand that a lot more and they understand that, Y'all can't be texting all day because you're busy and you're actually busy. And like working out, it's like, oh, you can text her in that. But an athlete will understand that in that type of environment, there's a time where you need to focus on yourself and your career, and there's a time for relationships. So um, dating in the athlete world is easier in that aspect because they understand where you're coming from. Right. But also, The downside, the downfall. Yeah, is that you see those people every day. So (laughs) when it's great, it's great. But when it's not great, it's really awkward. Um, And then it's kind of hard to date anybody else in that pool because it is a small group at the training center. Right. So there's a lot of ups and downs with that. So then trying that route and saying, okay, maybe that's not what I'm interested in. Then it's like, okay... I want to date outside of the training center.
0: So now you got to go out. Yeah. Now you got to get dressed.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I love to dance, but a lot of the reasons people go out and my, me, myself go out, is to meet people. And that's friends and then also guys because, of course, they're going to be at the club lurking. Uh, wow. Same thing that i do. <laughs> <say>. Same thing <laughs> so, that women do. <laughs> so, like, you can meet guys out there and it's fun. And, like, I tell a lot of people... I don't mind if I meet my future husband at the club, because at the end of the day, we like doing the same things. I yeah. love going out. Yeah, just like my mom, she's the same way. So That's what's up. Um, just putting myself out there to meet people out there. It's easier, because they don't know who you are, and it's a clean slate, but um, like I said, they don't understand the problems that come with Having to work out all day and being out the country with no data, no Wi-Fi and things like that.
0: (laughs) Those are real life struggles, guys. My phone stays on airplane mode (laughs) once I leave America. You better get me when I got the Wi-Fi. Exactly. And then just like
1: trying to have them understand that sometimes you need that alone time, even though you hadn't been with them the Mm. whole day. So, um, But the upside is like... It's different people, and you can expose them to another world, and they can do the same for you because you meet a lot of people in different professions out there. And then, like, one of the main things I remember is meeting guys outside of rugby, like, I'm creating new fans of the sport because they're like, oh, I need to watch her so that she thinks that I'm interested, which is kind of cool because I'm connecting them to a new world, and hopefully they can spread it with people seeing them Posted on their Snapchat, so they're like, "What's what's it? What's his girl doing? Things like right. that." But um, it's difficult. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you ever feel uh, kind of bouncing off that, but staying around it? Um, I guess you could say, like, do you ever feel like men are intimidated by you? Um, and I will give my <sighs> personal example after or before, however you want this. <laughs> um, it's up to you. Um. You can say it out there. Okay, perfect. Because <laughs> I think you know where I'm going with this story. So it's all good.
1: Um, Athlete-wise, like at the training center, like I don't feel like they're as intimidated by me because they see me every day and they know the type of person that I am. And um, I don't think it has much to do with the athlete part, but just kind of my personality. I'm a little bit bossy and I like to have most of the control, which is something that I'm working on. But um, that can be a little intimidating in the fact that I'm very, very independent. So having to learn to let guys do things for me is something I struggle with. Like <laughs> open the door? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like I opened the door for you, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> <But> like,
0: <laughs> That's a real fact, guys. Yeah. I really tried, though. Mom um, um, would be proud of me. Um, so what I was saying about that was the first time I actually met Naya, was at an R&B night, I was out with my friends, she was out with like one or two of her friends, and I just remember somebody tapping me on my back, and I turn around, (laughs) and she works out, okay guys? She works out every day, all right? Now, I I too work out, Um, but I I cannot say that I work out as much, and I I was personally like, whoa, like, she's muscular, Mm -hmm. and like it was like, hi, what's your name? So there's already two things right there. Like, women don't ever approach men, okay, in public. It's a lot. It's it's a very, like, I guess you could say Sadie Hawkins or foreign concept. Mm-hmm. So to see this woman be so confident in saying hi to me and then her also being able to probably bench press more than me, <laughs> um, it was a lot at first. So that's why I, I asked the question just kind of like, you know, when you shoot your shot yeah. or if you shoot your shot at other men, like, do you feel like, like, do they, is it, ju- is it as receptive, I guess you could say, besides them being athletes for you? Like, when you're out and about, like, at the beach, at short Club, is it you more approaching them, or do you, do they have to approach you, like, a lot more? It's both. Like, if I see somebody I'm really
1: interested in physically, shoot sure, sure. yeah, it's like, the worst you can tell me is no, that you're not interested, and I'm probably having a good time where I don't care, hmm. and I'll probably see somebody else that I'm interested in. Hmm. Um it's usually equal so like guys will come to me and then like i said if i'm interested i'll go up to them i have no hesitation um no nervous bone in my body in that aspect um that's one of the things my friends look up to they're always like i don't know how you go up to these guys
0: like this i'm like the worst
1: they can tell you is no mm. and then you just keep take these gyms, ladies head. i'm yeah. telling you
0: Your future um, husband is somewhere looking at you, scared (laughs) to come walk up to you in a group of eight girls. Exactly, you could miss out because you're too scared. Never block your blessings. Yeah, exactly.
1: So, I mean, I don't. I think guys like it. I haven't heard a guy say he was like
0: turned off or like scared of it. Yeah, because it's like, oh, you know what you want. You came up, so it it does change. It changes the field around. Mm -hmm. Um, Speaking of that, um, you know, like when it comes to like long term stuff. Obviously, I don't want you to put a timetable on how long you'll be in your sport. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, marriage and then kids, like having kids scare you at all yet? No, like... I can't wait to have kids. <laughs> so, wait, So, earlier you said you had brothers and sisters, but we never said how many. Yeah. How many brothers and sisters do you have?
1: I have one older brother, okay. but he has a different dad. Okay. And then I have two younger sisters okay. with the same mom and dad. Got it. And then a brother and a sister... Who have a different mom. Okay. And then another little brother who has a different
0: mom. So we have six. Yes. And then there's you that make seven. Yeah. Okay. So in the long term, like, I mean, is big family something that you want? Like when you're done with, when it's all said and done, and you get married, are you trying to retire in the South? Mm-hmm. Have you fallen in love with the West? Like would it, what, where at do you see a family being grown mm-hmm. for somebody like you? I think I'm definitely going to stay on the
1: West Coast because I already have family on the East Coast. So now they'll have somewhere to come visit. Mm. And I love San Diego. I'd love to. Um, I do too. You children. know, it's
0: it's it's so easy to get around places. And Obi Noodle it's House. spoils you. I went there two oh, days ago. I'm so high. Obi <laughs> Noodle House. So listen, if Obi Noodle House is listening, <laughs> I promise you, y'all can just get me some of your wings <laughs> and some garlic edamame. I'd be so happy.
1: It's so good. Uh, but yeah. But um, yeah, I definitely. I don't want a big family. Like, if I end up with a big,
0: if I end up having six kids at once, I mean, then, you do I mean, have control of half of that. You know, what there's, do you mean? There's control with uh, having kids. You know,
1: no, but like, if when I did decide to have kids, <laughs> I ended up with six in my belly. Got it. Like, obviously, I can't control if I had a big family or not. But if I had to choose, I'd probably only have like two kids because mm-hmm. I just want to be able to spoil them.
0: And is this something like when you have to think, obviously, as, as a woman, mm-hmm. is this something that you want to do after the career of rugby or is it like right after the Olympics, you know, you're trying to get one out before the next Olympics? Yeah, like, I got to find a, boy, <laughs> a boyfriend <laughs> first. <laughs> some you gotta
1: find a husband some boyfriend. consistency in my life. Boyfriend, yeah,
0: husband, yeah. fiance, whatever. <laughs> when's the last time, and this is like getting real personal, mm-hmm. when's the last time you've actually been in love with something besides rugby? Like with somebody?
1: Um, probably a couple months ago.
0: Mm. Yeah,
1: it was like a long on and off relationship, and like I learned a lot about myself, and he taught me like tons of things. Even though we we went through so many ups and downs, like I still highly respect him, and I I wouldn't put it past myself that if he was like, hey, you want to try again? I'll be like, fuck yeah, might as well. Yeah, but
0: I understand that. Yeah, it's life. I get that. Yeah. Um, when you're, for other athletes that are listening and all that stuff, I kind of, you know, like coming straight out of college, going professional or, or even high school, I'm starting to reach out to the high school world, <laughs> um, high school kids going into college um, as an athlete, you know, that that has obviously done both, um, held a relationship and also kept her status and her um, elite status or performance at its top tier. Yeah. What is some of the advice that you could give to not only dating but just when it comes to finding that balance. So putting it all back in kind of with finding balance on the field and off the field or on the court or off the court.
1: Um I would just say make a list and kind of go based off that list where you want to put your time into. Um, I'm very good with time management so I think that helped me out a lot in my life and my journey. So as long as you know, like, what's important to you, then you know where to put your time. And as long as you're getting the same love back from whatever you're putting your time into, it should just flow. It should match very well and you shouldn't have any issues. But um, just stay focused and don't um, get distracted too much by the relationship world. Like, don't hide from it, but don't get swallowed up into it to where you forget about your dreams and your goals and things like that. Because that can happen a lot where... You get too attached to somebody who isn't good for you and you take yourself away from the things that are good for for you, your family, friends, school, and things like that. So just stay focused and know that the love life, that's not going to go anywhere. That'll be around you all the time.
0: What's going on, y'all? Once again, thank you so much for rocking with me this far through the seasons, through this episode with my girl, Miss Nia Tapper. Shout out to everybody who's been there. Shout out to all the new followers. And shout out to those stories I haven't heard yet. With that being said, if yourself or you know somebody who needs to be on this podcast, please hit me up. That goes for businesses as well. I want to make sure that everybody's voice is heard and everybody's brand, hopefully, is heard as well. Until the next time, i Thank you, Say it Loud Podcast, once again for tuning in so far through this last segment of the episode with Miss My... Golly, Guy. being nervous. Damn it. Naya. Elena King. Tapper. Your middle name's Atlanta? Elena. Oh, Elena. I was like, yeah. woo. <laughs> so, um, just speeding it up. Um, being who you are, being what you've done so far in your professional career and in your personal career, and being a woman of color, um, what is one of the biggest accomplishments or achievements to you um I guess throughout your life now
1: um right now I think it's just being in an environment and um being in a place where I have the chance to go to the Olympics in rugby specifically because like you said you don't see many black professional rugby athletes and especially women at that because in the U.S. it isn't the norm for a woman to be playing a contact sport, especially a sport where it's exactly the same as the men's sport. Mm. So that's probably my...
0: That's what's up. Yeah. So I wanted to turn it over to the floor for you, kind of like a this is your floor now, so say it loud, just like the name is. What is something that you kind of wanted to bring to light? Um, it could be funny, it could be sad, it could be anything you want. I'm handing the mic over to you. Also, you know, this the <laughs> laptop. What is one of the biggest things uh, um, right now that's that's on the whole heart of your mind?
1: One of the main things that I've been thinking about and that I've been trying to work on individually and um, as a team and for the sport is just exposure of the sport. So, if you remember, one of the things you said to me was, "Oh, I was trying to stream one of your games, but it wasn't working." Mm. So, I think one of the issues with making rugby a big thing in the u.s and allowing it to um explode as the great and big sport that it is is that we need more exposure of it and um first of all it should be on tv in the u.s the fact that you can watch it anywhere else in the country on tv but you don't have the access in the greatest country in the world that doesn't make any type of sense um we're we're in the Olympics now, so I think we've got the accolades and the resume to deserve a spot on some TV any time. TV station. It doesn't have to be ESPN; like just any type of TV station. And um, we've had some exposure on TV, but it's for the bigger events. But if we're not showing everybody the smaller things and what builds up to those type of events. It's not really helping the sport. It's not helping the players and the future players. So just getting that exposure where it's easier to watch and to get that type of information and to be able to see rugby and watch your best friend or your sister or your brother play Mm. and not have to worry about the fact that you don't have Wi-Fi connection or that your streaming isn't working. Like, that's silly. We're in America. So I think that's one of the main issues that I want to focus on is getting that publicity out there and showing the world that there is a USA women's and men's team because I didn't know that until I was 18 years old that you could even be a professional rugby player. So to be able to show that to the world that could open so many doors for a lot of younger people growing up um, across all communities, all cultures, all races... And we can make it a very big, diverse sport, because it already is. You see in college, that was the most diverse environment I've been around. So if we can expose the younger community to that, some people who think that they might not have a path or any type of future, their mindset could change if they were exposed to rugby, because I know it definitely did for me. So exposure, (laughs) that's the
0: word of the day. I like that. I like that. So to finish it all up, um, two things I'm going to ask. First off, thank you so much for sitting down with us this evening um, and being a part of this on growing um, into both of our lives um, Mm -hmm. as you go on to break more records, as you go on to represent...
1: Fingers crossed. You
0: know, uh, as a team breaking more records, um, uh, allowing more exposure to come and getting to the credit you guys deserve. Yeah. um, And then on the personal level as well. um, And then also for the podcast to continue to grow. Yeah. Um, how do we keep up with you? Where do we see schedules for USA, like women's rugby or men's rugby? Like, you know, is it just usarugby.com or, mm-hmm. or you know, how do we keep up with you? Kind of just plug all the networks, yeah. social networks and all that stuff.
1: So we have our USA page. So it's usarugby.org. <laughs> and then one of the main sponsors of USA Rugby is, or like one of the main streamers is um, World Rugby. Or you can also look at HSBC 7s. And that's where you can get a lot of your stats on players that you might not know. And that's where you're probably going to get the best streaming of the games. Um just to keep up with me you can follow me on instagram at Nia tapper at, you can follow me on twitter at Nia tapper i'm on facebook at naya tapper and i just started my youtube channel
0: Ooh, that's
1: right that's right <laughs> where i'm featuring Nye on fire abs <laughs> there we go <laughs> so yeah come there and get a workout um you can follow me on there. Please come subscribe at Naya Tapper as well. So
0: Awesome. And yeah. one last thing that I love to do with all of my guests, no matter where they come from or what they do, is I like them to write a letter. Um, and I want your letter um, in specific to be 10 years down the road and you're looking back at women's rugby in the U.S. and you were writing to the committees in... All the companies that have been there for you and, you know, going through, you know, fingers crossed, God willing, all of, you know, the events and staying healthy the entire time. When you leave the sport, I want you to write a letter to the oncoming women that will read it or, um, you know, the high school girls that really watched you, you Mm. know, towards the end, basically, like your, your farewell and motivational letter. What would it say?
1: Oh, you want me to tell you now? Um... For the sports program, I want to say thank you for making me a stronger and more outspoken person. Um, They challenged me to trust in what I believe I'm capable of and to fight for what I think I deserve, whether other people think I deserve it or not. Um, For the future Eagles, I want to say individually as an athlete just stay confident and believe in yourself in all aspects mentally and physically and um just keep pushing yourself to become better even when you think you're at your highest point there's always something that you can learn and then to the rugby world thank you for all the opportunities that you provided me thank you for allowing me to get a gold medal in the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. (laughs) And thank you for building my horizons and um, giving me a lot of new great friends and family that I wouldn't have had if I didn't find the sport.
0: (laughs) Farewell. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to make an awkward silence um but no honestly i appreciate you coming (laughs) to sit down not only sit down but also drive up yeah um so i appreciate that um as any other farewell do you have anything else you want to say no i just want to say thank you for having me absolutely one of the best
1: interviews very
0: enjoyable i appreciate it these laughs have been genuine (laughs) i'm very happy for it and i hope you guys are going on to not only from this episode to the next episode to the next seasons i'll never stop as long as we keep growing but until then, I want you guys all to stay black, stay woke. I love you Say it
1: loud. You are tuned in to the Say It Loud podcast. Say
0: it loud. Say it loud. It's funny. It's deep. It's lit. Say it loud. Say it loud. Best podcast I've ever listened to.